For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. It's not Tuesday, folks. It's Wednesday, folks. And it's time for me to meet my rival, my enemy, my friend. I keep him close. I don't know if he's an enemy or a friend. Tonight is debate my take where two friends with great hair great takes battle it out over a couple of debate points my name's tony dunn it's the c3 panthers podcast tonight is the bonus episode debate my take where i take on my rival cody lasney welcome back we are one and one according to the fan base tony dunn on wednesday nights I am neither your friend or your enemy. I'm your worst nightmare, brother. That's right. <laughs> I come in here to lay the smack down on Tony Dunn every Wednesday night as we debate the topics that you want us to talk about, man. You can let True. us know on Twitter, and we'll put your name up here, and we'll give you a shout-out and let you know where these questions are coming from. The people want to see me lay the smack down on Tony Dunn again. So, you know, I'm here to deliver to the people, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Let's roll. Hit us up uh, on hashtag C3Debates on Twitter. Um, you, I'll put up posts on the Facebook, I mean, on the Google YouTube community. And check us out on YouTube. Uh, not YouTube, Facebook. I never get on Facebook. But we're on Facebook. We're on Periscope or slash Twitter. We're on YouTube. And... We put this out, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, all of that. Um, also, check out the other work, Tuesday night, C3 Panthers podcast, as well as uh, Beat Check. We're about to record that, and we're about to go live in just 30 minutes, so we got to knock out these topics. Smash thumbs, 
Tell us in the comments who wins these debates. Number one topic. Can a top quarterback overcome terrible line play? Question submitted. Debate topic. It's not even. It is a question. It is a question. Debate topic submitted by at ATH2088. Uh, I believe that's Tepper's Brass Balls. Yep, that's our Sports like that. Nut. Yeah, Sports Nut. Yeah, wonderful. All right, well, great question here. Can a top quarterback overcome terrible line play? And obviously the question is dovetailing with the Carolina Panthers' terrible line play. Yeah, Tony, you want me to jump in on this one? First? Go ahead. I mean, Go ahead. Yeah, I'll I, let listen. you my opening argument, and then I'm going to very down. simple – answer is yes a top quarterback can overcome terrible o-line play it doesn't mean that it's hard it just means that only the top quarterbacks in the nfl can do it and one of the things that i think we have to keep in mind is that there's a lot of really good quarterbacks that aren't necessarily top quarterbacks because they don't elevate their football team when they do have bad offensive lines I would put Matthew Stafford in that category, Matt Ryan in that category, Kirk Cousins in that category, Baker Mayfield. There's a lot of good football players that they need a lot of things to go well before they can manage to field a competent offense. Then you have guys like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton in his prime years having to overcome terrible O-line play and still getting a ton of results in return. Tony Dunn, the hardest feats possible for a quarterback to do is throw for a crazy amount of yards behind a terrible O-line. Certain ones can do it, and then certain guys just aren't cut out for it. And we're still trying to figure out which side of that fence Sam Darnold falls on. If can means in any possible world, in any possible scenario, then the answer is yes. But the real answer is no, sir. No. Terrible, terrible line play. We're not talking about average line play. You give me this. Can a top quarterback give me below average, okay, average? Yes. Then he may be able to overcome that because he's a top quarterback, maybe playing on a team that has a good defense and some weapons on the outside. But no, no single quarterback can come overcome terrible O-line play. Because if your answer is overcome, and that just means that you have a you don't turn the ball over, uh, you don't suck entirely, but you maybe make a wild card at best. But look at this is that Patrick Mahomes, the greatest, I mean, arguably the, not the greatest quarterback in history, but the most intangible, awesome, like shock value, wonderful quarterback just doing things that aren't, but like, I'm telling you, give me Patrick Mahomes as like the wild card. He's like the, he's a big, he's the big joker. If you, if we play in spades, you know what I'm saying? Liz Mug. He's the he's a goat when it comes to just intangibles. He couldn't even overcome an awful and terrible and awful, awful. Did I say awful? Did I say terrible line? They had to go gut and re-gut and start all over, make all these trades, and they still suck because the defense sucks. No. And a 
no quarterback can overcome terrible line play. Great quarterbacks can make terrible lines look average. Tony, you also forget that Patrick Mahomes in that Super Bowl, he was making a bunch of crazy throws behind a very oh, bad offense. Guess what? Line. Did they win? They sure didn't, but his receivers also dropped a whole lot of those passes too. So I, I just think that's even a further testament to a game-changing quarterback can overcome terrible circumstances. Here, side debate question. What? Who has a better chance of winning a Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes behind a terrible offensive line, or give me a quarterback one step below him, maybe Stafford, uh, Cousins. Mm, no, that let's I felt like, say like one step below him. One step below him. Let's say yeah. Lamar. Would it be Lamar? Yeah, I'd say Lamar. That's fair. Right. I wouldn't put so uh, who could who has a better chance of winning a Super Bowl um and overcoming this? Patrick Mahomes with a terrible line or Lamar Jackson with a better than average line? I don't know. I mean, I think the the drop uh, I think with Lamar being such a running threat, even if his offensive line isn't great, he's so well, hard pick to pick a hit. different one then. Pick a different one because he does let's add the someone, dynamic. Let's go someone a little bit lower. Let's go to like an average quarterback behind a really good offensive line. So how about Patrick Mahomes? Dak Prescott? No. How about I, Dak I, Prescott? No, 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 Dak no, no. I'm, yes, no, I'm thinking let's do this. I'm t- Patrick Mahomes in front of a terrible offensive line or Gardner Minshew behind the best offensive line. That's not average. That's like just you now you're just pulling on my heartstrings because you know yeah, but average average I do love him because ECU (laughs) ties white cam got so much swag in his life. But no, you gotta give me somebody like um Matt Ryan maybe three years ago. Uh give me who's another better than average quarterback who is not just a crazy athlete. Stafford, you can put Kirk him in that Cousins. conversation. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and you know what? To be honest, I think um, a better than average quarterback will have a better chance of winning a Super Bowl than a fantastic quarterback behind no offensive line. Why do you think Tom Brady left New England? Yeah, well, they also didn't have the receivers either. If Patrick Mahomes still has Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, and eh, you never know, he might still have mm. that chance to do it. So, all right, see. take us to the next topic. Yeah, so our next topic here is which shot, which side should Taylor Moten and Brady Christensen play on? The answer is simple Taylor Moten needs to go back to his home, just like, um, Adam Sandler said in Happy Gilmore to that little golf ball, get in your home. And I want to tell you guys this, is Moten should be playing on the right because it's not fair to put him on the left this late. I am uh, taking some cues and some references from my good buddy Cody Lashney here who said that this was going to happen. Number one, you called it, sir. You called it. Number two, 
you have had the guts, the balls, the moxie to say Moten can actually do this. And I am not ready to shit on him. I will argue this is that the dude, you put him on the left side this past week and he was not like, it didn't look super smooth and natural, but he still won't the worst person on the line. But I want you to flip flop them back, flip floppity these motherfuckers back because Christensen has always played on the left and Moten has always played on the right. I don't want y'all talking shit about Moten for not playing the being the most elite left tackle in the world. Of course he wasn't. He's only done it twice in his whole life. He was better than everybody else on that field doing something he won't supposed to be doing. I think this is Moten can play left tackle. I'm okay with it. I'll check you next year if we give you time to prep for that. But I don't think it's fair to him to drop him on the left and say, oh, now you suck. No, everybody else around you sucks. Put Moten on the right. Let's see what Scott Christensen got on the left. Listen, Tony, I would love to see what Brady Christensen could do at left tackle. But one of the things that you're not bringing to this argument is the context of who our coach is and who our general manager is. It's Matt Rule and Scott Fidder. And whether we like it or not, they do not view Brady Christensen as a left tackle. They view him as a right tackle. Now, we can go back and forth on whether or not that is or isn't a good idea all day. But the the simple truth is the simple truth. The Carolina Panthers coaching staff doesn't want that alignment. Furthermore, we have seen other tackles in the past make the jump from one side of the O-line to another. Our very own Jordan Gross once upon a time made that very same transition. Do we believe Taylor Moten to be one of the best tackles in the NFL or not? I personally do, Tony Dunn. He has continuously graded as our best offensive lineman these past few years. And I think that if you give Taylor Moten enough time to accurately learn the position, make sure that he is accustomed to playing on the left side, picking up stunts and blitzes, and honing his technique at that left tackle position, I have no doubt in my mind that Taylor Moten can come in and man left tackle. The final thing is Sam Darnold, his blind side is his left. If you're going to try and rejuvenate Sam Darnold's career and make sure that he isn't seeing ghosts, you need a big dominant ghost buster on his blind side. And I'm here to tell you that's Taylor Moten and not Brady Christians. What we just learned was is the uh, advantage to getting left-handed quarterbacks is that the left tackle is not the blind side tackle anymore. Truth. Uh, but then somebody would be like, oh, the ball spins this different way and we can't catch it or something. All right, you're listening to Debate My Take, where Tony Dunn takes on Cody Lashney each and every week debating uh, topics about the Carolina Panthers and the larger NFL and culture. You'll see we've got a cool topic coming later in this show, which we're going to speed up here. Best Quentin Tina. Quentin Tarantino film of all time. We're, we're going to be finishing the show with that. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. 
Submit your debate topics throughout the week at hashtag C3Debates. And uh, now I'm going to ask you, my good friend, courtesy of at Dustin Walters 4 on Twitter, who would you sign, Dante Jackson or Hassan Reddick? I will give you the floor, sir, and then I will wipe you up with it. Tone it down. It up with you. The only real answer to this question, even though it's only been a short amount of time, is oh Hassan Reddick, man. The you're one so lucky you, you went first. You so one, lucky you went hey, first. you shouldn't have let me. If you didn't like it, baby, I'm taking Hassan Reddick. He's a part of that one-two punch nightmare combo coming off the edge with him and Brian Burns. And listen, the fact that those two are friends and uh, they're uh, incredible speed rushers coming off the edge, you have two race cars racing to meet each other at the quarterback. They've been lights out thus far this season. And we know that in the modern day NFL, passing the football is everything. So when every quarterback is seemingly taking five to seven step drops launching footballs 65 yards in the air, you need fast, powerful, and dynamic edge rushers that can get the job done. Tony, Dante Jackson's the odd man out on this football team. Now that we have C.J. Henderson and J.C. Horn and Stephon Gilmore, Dante Jackson, while important for the rest of this season, is kind of the odd man out in that scenario, man. There's just too much top-tier perimeter cornerback talent in front of him. The easy answer is Hassan Reddick. Yeah, that is the easy answer, but you, uh, you're disloyal. Oh, my gosh. Nah, nah, i tell you what. Stick your hand so in doo-doo. This guy <laughs> over here sees the first pretty girl that walks by and leaves a wonderful woman. <laughs> I know. Man. And you're doing this. Is all of a sudden this mug gets all these sacks. He gets all these sacks. He's got a lot of sacks. <laughs> a lot of sacks. A lot. A and he's lot like, of oh, them. I mean, he's got a lot. And you all of a sudden you forget the person that you invited to the dance. You took a girl, a beautiful girl, a sweet girl, a girl who is probably going to give you some. A little head at the end of the night or something like Whoa. that. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And then you left her for the pretty girl that has some cool dance moves. Hassan Reddick is going to cost so, so much of me. And I got to say this, is that if I went first, I would have picked Hassan Reddick. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie about that. I tell you this, is I've been over I've there. Already like, Look at that girl's butt. She's twerking on the dance floor. I've, I've like, already mopped the floor with you then. So you can see no, that point. No, I don't. Well, I have to take the other side. I don't have to. Uh, how about this? Let me just give Dante Jackson some great credit for playing, um, getting better every year. The last two yeah. years, dealing with injury. Let me give him the, give my man credit this, is that this dude has been playing this year. Yes, Hassan Reddick gets the sexy, sexy stats, which are sacks. They are. He had two sacks on two consecutive plays. Like this mug is at like nine, eight, eight and a half sacks or eight sacks. And we only on week like five. Like at this rate in this system, 
he's going to get paid. And this is why I'm going to tell you this. This is why we got to sign Dante Jackson. We can't afford Hassan Reddick. Like, he's good. Oh, no. But, God damn, he's going to break the bank. All of a sudden, we're going to have to pay him, like, $97,000 million at the end of the day. Dante Jackson, let me give this guy credit, though. Homeboy has been tackling in the open field like crazy. He's been, he been doing a lot of things right. After uh, surviving the purge, that is the Matt Rule purge of everybody and anybody who is related to the previous era, Dante Jackson survived that. What's that movie where they go around once a year and they kill, like you can just kill people? The purge. Is it the purge? Yeah, yeah the that's purge. it. Yeah, he survived that night. And he got better in the process. I give this. Uh, I'm not ready to pay Dante a lot of money, but he will definitely be cheaper than Hassan Reddick. Boy, I like some Hassan Reddick. I don't know if we're going to have um, all these corners. Actually, we're going to have Henderson. Where it, It's nice to have three corner cover corners, though. Imagine having J.C. Horn, Henderson, and Dante. So I have to take Dante here because you took Reddick first, jerk. Uh, Reddick's going to cost a bazillion dollars, so it's not happening. All right, next take. Next debate topic. How would you fix this offensive line? This is from at Lindsay1216. And he's got some other good follow-up questions. Um, Yeah. Do I get to start this one since you started it, the last it one? Like, I, I have a very simple answer to all of this. I have I'll tell you this. You can't. How would you fix this offensive line? Uh, you get a fucking different one. <laughs> That's what you do. And sadly, oh, okay. you ain't there. It's unfixable at this point. I truly believe that not the true. Carolina Panthers offense, offensive line is not only offensive, but I don't think it will marginally change for the better or the worse. It might get a little bit better. It might get a lot worse. But this line is unfixable in this season. It's broken. And I don't think you can trade for people. I don't think in this and that. And all y'all assholes that want to shit on Cam Irvin, yeah, he sucks. But guess what? We better when he's playing. How about that? You should be welcoming back some goddamn Cam Irvin. You should put Taylor Moten back in his home. And you probably should put Brady Christensen at that left guard position and maybe try Deontay Brown at the right guard position. And guess what? Paradise sucks. It's like the, you know what Paradise is? It's like hell. And guess what hell is? The opposite of paradise, bro. This line is unfixable. It's going to be at best. You're going to be, you know what? Welcome back, Cam Irvin. You better be. Y'all mugs need to be on your knees sucking Cam Irvin's. You know what? Because we are worse without him. And don't give me no Pat F line. Oh, my God. Don't give me no uh, John Miller. This shit sucks, bro. These guys are just bad. They're just not cool. They ain't strong. And you know what? I know that sucks because I only weigh 192 pounds, so I ain't going to go push around John Miller. 
But maybe I would, you know what? I'll be watching that tape of what my man did to him, and I'm going to do my left and the right, and then I'll be, be back past him. These guys suck. Unfixable. Unfixable is my answer. Tony, your dear sweet mother isn't here to do the deed. So allow me to wash your mouth out with soap, okay? Because what <laughs> the actual answer to this is, is that, yes, we can fix the offensive line. And as always, your boy Cody has the answer. We're going to go back to my previous statement. We're going to put Taylor Moten at left tackle. Trent Scott has been better on the left side of the offensive line. I'm going to move Trent Scott inside to left guard. Since we currently have no better options, we're going to go with Matt Paradis at center. And the biggest two changes are Deontay Brown at right guard and Brady Christensen at right tackle. Tony, if you put that formation out on the field, they're big, they're strong, they're mean, they're physical. This is an offensive line that is built to fix our O-line woes right now. It helps us run the football with Christian McCaffrey and Chuba Hubbard, and it gives Sam a pocket in which to throw from, Tony. You're just like the doubters and the naysayers wanting to abandon all hope too quick. But you know what? You can't make me do it. The answers are on the roster. Tony Dunn. Unfixable. I just fixed our offensive line woes, baby. It's broken, bro. Can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. How's that soap taste? That was funny. My mom's going to laugh at that. But I'm going to tell you this. You're still wrong as fuck. Uh oh yeah yeah yo if you were an NFL player uh, if you were an NFL player what is the team you do not want to play for I want you to go first on this one I don't want you to cry when I take your answer again all right so I think the easy answer is the Jets I think another easy answer is the Jags my oh so they're gonna get five answers no my answer right away is the New York Giants at this point. The New York Giants are like the worst of the worst. Number one, you get Dave Gettleman, who turns out to be a motherfucking disaster. And this comes from a guy. I got to eat a lot of crow. I got a lot of egg on my face on this. Is because I I had a Dave Gettleman for president sticker on my uh, my Twitter handle at one point. Uh, Like, it felt like he was amazing. But I tell you this. Is these teams, these teams, the New York Giants just suck from every possible thing. And what's awesome about it is, is like uh, Dave Gettleman tried to like uh, a counteract what he did in Carolina. And then like, so he, Dave Gettleman is the worst GM in the, not the worst. He's like one of the bad, he's not a good GM. He doesn't listen to his own mantras. He goes and says, don't use free agency. Uh, use free agency to set up the draft, and then what does he do? He doesn't do that. And then he drafts three corners in a row when he's here in Carolina. He drafts Saquon Barkley at two. He drafts David Jones to try to say, look, Dave Gettleman's problem is this. he try, He's trying to prove to you that he's smarter than you. Like he just has to prove to you. It's like going into James Bond and playing pistols only. 007 playing pistols only. Like, I'm just trying to do it because it's cool. Like, no, use the machine gun, motherfucker. 
Daniel Jones <laughs> is not worth a six or whatever. Daniel Jones sucks. Joe Judge, terrible. Nate Soldier, worse. These guys, all the things that he tries to do because we told him he should do, he goes and does them, and then he does a bad job at them. The New York Giants suck, dude. Like, it is a dumpster fire right now. And I tell you this, I'm if I'm a New York Jets fan, I like Zach Wilson. Like, all right, I like Trevor Lawrence. I'm ready to fire Urban Meyer. But the New York Giants, ugh, it's a mess. And I don't want nothing to be – I don't want to play on that team. Tony Dunn, listen, you could not be more wrong, man. Because even though the Giants are bad, at least they have some Super Bowls to show for all their recent woes. And then on top of that, they're still connected to New York City, man. The city with so much history and culture and people and fans. Tony, you whiffed on this one because there's only one clear answer. The New York Jets? It's the Detroit Lions, Tony. What, what are you talking about? The Detroit Lions are on the come up dumpster homie. fire every year. They're 0-5 currently on the season. Their they head have a coach, coach who's emotionally their in head tune. coach is a crybaby <laughs> crying after a two-point <laughs> loss to the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, and you get to live in Detroit. Which is basically looking a little bit like Pakistan nowadays, okay? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen some images of that place. Let's just say I'm not going there on a weekend vacation, okay, Tony Dunn? That is a failing organization. They have a terrible quarterback in Jared Goff. Their outfits are ugly. They live in a bad city, man, where the people don't want to nice, go I mean. and where they don't want to live. And how dare they ruin such a strong and noble mascot and logo like a lion. The oh, because the a lion is a fraud, man. It's they're all about not the tiger, even so worthy of the logo that they have, Tony Dunn. You couldn't be more wrong. The only answer is the Detroit felines. Uh, funny story just to back that up here. I had a friend that his parents moved to Detroit for a job. And his mom got pulled over by the police at like 11 o'clock at night. And she was like, what did I do wrong? And the guy said, you stopped at a stoplight. He's like, don't get you. He's like, just go. There ain't nobody around. You don't need to get carjacked. Because <laughs> you got pulled See? over for like, for like all right. Uh, we got to hurry this up. I know. It's funny. Uh, last <laughs> question. And then we got we to gotta get out of here. We got nine o'clock. Nick Carboni can be here in two minutes. Cool. Best Quentin Tarantino film of all time. You get to go first. Tony Don, there's a lot of different opinions on this, but I'm here to tell you it's Kill Bill. Kill Bill is one of the greatest Not even in the top Quentin three. Tarantino movies of all time, man. Listen, you had David Carradine in one of his best performances of his entire career. The lore in that movie is credible. Uh, that he had this deadly crew of assassins, Tony. He had the Cottonmouth, the Snake Charmer, the Copperhead, the California Mountain Snake. But you know what? He should have killed the Black Mamba. He should have killed her, but he didn't. And you know what? Her 
epic rampage of vengeance over her lost daughter. It's one of the greatest Quentin Tarantino movies of all time. Incredible action, incredible violence, incredible swordplay, incredible score. Tony, the Kill Bill, really movies themselves are incredible. And that is peak Quentin Tarantino storytelling. Kill Bill. Clear, clearly the answer is dusk till dawn. No, just oh, kidding. Uh, no, no, actually, I love Talk that movie. Guys, right? the, the answer is very simple. The best and greatest screenplay of all time. Screenplay of all time. Like we're putting it up there with like Charles Dickens Tale of Two Cities type oh, writing. Wow. And it is Pulp Fiction, homie. Pulp Fiction is the greatest screenplay of all time. Not only is the um, the casting the greatest and the most wonderful thing uh, between John Travolta, his be- one of his best films, Samuel L. Jackson, one of his best films, everything about it. I'll just close on this because we got to go meet Nick Carboni right at this point. The dialogue, the dialogue alone from Pulp Fiction like you don't even need to you know what thank god you know what they had the best casting they had great directing they had all this but you know what it would have just been a great book my man when he says this he said you throw him out of the feet would you would you let me rub your feet would you he said reach in that bag give me my wallet like let me taste that tasty beverage like all of this man oh my favorite my favorite is what do you think marvin what do you think he turns around blows the goddamn head off He's like, he, you know what Marvin said to him? He said, I ain't even got an opinion. And he got his head blown off. <laughs> oh, or Quentin Tarantino's best, ca- uh, what do they call it, cameo appearance? When he said, of course, yeah. I know the coffee in my cup is good. That's why I buy it. But I want to know why there's this dead motherfucker in my garage. <laughs> That's what I know. He didn't say the girl. Look, he did wonderful. Not. Top to bottom, top to bottom, Pulp Fiction, no doubt. We got to go. Debate my take. Hashtag C3 Debates. Um, uh, Check us out. We'll give you all the plugs in the next show. We got to go meet up with Nick Carboni. We out of here, mofos. And let us know who won in the comments, a.k.a. Cody Lack. Uh, duh. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.